Big shout out to Mr. David B for that intro music that we love to jam out to every single Sunday. Oh my gosh, y'all. Happy Sunday. Welcome back, y'all. It's your girl, Danny Joy here, hanging out on the Call to Action Network on Chill to Action Sunday. Thank you so much, y'all, for joining in. It's me, your girl, hanging out, as always, with my favorite co-host right over there, Mr. Paul Denuzio. There may be a day where we don't dance to the David <laughs> Chill song as we're entering into the show, but it is yeah. not this day. It is not. <laughs> it, it is, is not, not this day. Uh, I'm doing great, man. It's been a it's been a hell of a week for everybody. Else, it's for damn sure. Uh, but it ended on a more higher note than uh, than it definitely began. So there is that. It's time to lay back now, chill, and get ready for what's going to come up next. Uh, it's fun. It's going to be fun. Uh, that's where we're here to have fun tonight. Uh, so without further ado, before we could start talking for hours, but we won't because we got a guest here. We got a guest that's been. It's been someone we've actually talked to on a couple occasions, but never quite sealed the deal. But this time we sealed the deal. He is my here. My favorite, my favorite, Mean King. <laughs> New panelist, as you were. It is Mr. Ben Goddard, my friend. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Oh, you know, it's Sunday. We're chilling. <laughs> I know I got I got a whole different background. I'm I'm back home at my parents' house right now, so that's why I have this like professional office business background today. It's a good it's a good look for the Mr. Ben Goddard. You thank need, you. Thank you. You need the, you need the dog there though, like. Oh God, he's he's out there being spoiled right now. He's in front of the fireplace. He's not going anywhere. This looks more a little more perfect, like almost Benjamin Goddard in a way. Yes, yes. This is William Goddard. That's my favorite. <laughs> William Goddard here tonight. We have, we have William Goddard here with us, everyone. Ben, thank you so much for coming in and hanging out with us on this Sunday evening. Um, you usually do Sunday morning coffees. You get to come out and hang with Sunday night chill. It's right. Fun. Thank you. Thank you guys for having mm -hmm. me. Of course, we've been waiting for this episode for quite some time. Uh, very, very much anticipated to have you on here. So, Ben, again, thank you. First question that we always okay. like to ask every single person whenever they come on here is like, why Schmo? This is definitely a question that I want to ask you. It's like, why Schmodown? Like, how did you get involved with the Schmodown? Like, what got you started into it? Well, like, got me into it as a fan or like working for it? You know oh. what? Let's hear both of those stories. Well, I was a big movie fights person, uh, so I would always watch Dan on movie fights. And then, so when he went over to play that first match against Campia, uh, I I had to go watch it. And I'll I'll admit, I was the guy. I was one of those people that. Am I echoing? Is that me? Yeah, there's an echo. I'm not sure where it was coming from. I don't hear it. It could possibly be me then. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. I was one of those people that that fast forwarded the storylines, guys. I didn't like the storylines because you know I'm not a I'm not a wrestling fan, so I went straight to the movie trivia because that's what I wanted to to see, and I loved it. I I thought all the production value was awesome. I thought uh, you know the competitors were amazing. So I'd I'd see the intros and like the promos and stuff, but all like the storylines I'd skip, and then um, so I I remember I could never go to a live show. Cause I was always working. It was always on Saturday night. Like even when it was literally across the street from where I worked, the El Portal theater, I worked at that bar. You guys all went to right after like, oh, that's okay. like, I, I no longer work there. So I'm okay with saying where I worked. Um, like, so I, I would see everybody and you know, that night I got to, I remember I was the only one in the back bar when you guys came in. Cause someone called out 
And I just got like what you guys did in Houston, you know, like you assaulted that. That's how I felt that night. Plus, we, we had a normal Saturday night, like, cause we have a nightclub going on. So we get busy normally and then right. add, you know, 500 plus people ready to drink and tear down the house. Um, but it would just be, it was a place where Emma Fife and Cameron Rice and Hector Navarro, they would do their, I think it was their hyper RPG show or something like that on Wednesday nights and they would come in afterwards. So I knew who they were. So eventually, you know, they became my regulars and we got to talking and one day I was just like, you know, Hey Emma, like, this is what I want to do. How'd you get into this space? And we talked a lot and me, me, Emma and Cameron, uh, got to talking a lot about that. And then one day, you know, like a week later, I just, I just tweeted, I tweeted at Emma. I was like, Hey Emma, send me a DM whenever you have a second. And she did. I did not expect, because Emma didn't follow me, so I couldn't DM her. Um, and I was like, hey, I'm not looking for payment, but if you guys ever need help uh, behind the scenes of the Schmodown, like whatever you guys need, like let me know. And that that Saturday, uh, she invited me to, to the set, and I helped her out with all the Patreon stuff, got to watch a few matches, and then that was last summer. And then uh, Christian invited me to be part of SCN Network, and the rest is history. Yeah, that so that right there just kind of makes me want to stem off into like five different questions um, <laughs> <laughs> about bartending, about Schmodown, about movies, about your content space and all of that stuff. So I think where I'm going to go into it from that is like um, your your movie attitude towards it. So like the you're from Texas, uh, transplant into California and all of that. Mm. Good stuff. Did you move into California with the anticipate or like with the. Um, What's the word? I have trouble with words. Uh, anyways, like, did you move to California with the idea or the thought of going into the industry? Was that something that? Oh you were no! Like I did, I did drama in high school, and I really liked acting. And then I just, I went to, I was gonna go to Long Beach to play water polo, and then the coach ended up going to coach the Olympic team. So wow. all his people that he was interested in, you know, the coach coming in, he had his own list of guys, and I'm not. Six five and European, so I, I wasn't on that list. So he literally told me, he's like, hey, you can come. Like, I got accepted to the school, and he was like, you can come down and work out for the team if you want, but there's no guarantee that you're gonna make it. And at the time, I was like, I don't know if I want to spend my whole summer doing that for something that I didn't know I was gonna make. And it, I do kind of regret not going to Long Beach, but I love like so. I went to Fresno State. It was kind of like my fallback school. Um, and a lot of my friends went there and I had a great time and literally a week after graduation, a friend of a friend that I met her one time at a graduation party said, Hey, I'm going to LA to look for, look for work. I was like, I'll go with you and help pay for gas. And then two weeks later I moved to LA. So I, and then honestly it was watching movie fights and watching screen junkies and collider and schmoes that I was like, I think I could do this. And I, you know, I, I, like, I always say how jealous I am of people like RB3, who he's 22 now, 23, and he's so far ahead. He's so far ahead of everyone with everything he's doing. Not like obviously with what he wants to do with directing and everything, but just having his foot and basically his whole like upper body in the door with everything he's doing. So if I would have had that if, or even just like moved out to LA, let alone doing that in college, if I would have known why I was moving to LA, because I went on auditions, I tried to be an actor for a second, and there's like a <laughs> short film. There's a short film somewhere out there on YouTube where I play bad actor, and I'm way too good at being a bad actor. So. 
I need to post that because it's hilarious. I, I, uh, look, what I do before these episodes is I go into a, a good amount of research and searching for it. And I am extremely upset that I did not already have this set so up. We're gonna find it. I Jake searched will, for it. He sent me a link and I don't have my Facebook messenger uh, on, on this laptop. But I'll, I'll, I'll post it for sure. At least I clip out uh, my tiny part. Uh, but yeah, and so I, I do like it would have been nice to know, but like I just kind of woke up one day and was like, this is what I want to do. And then I started a YouTube channel like five years ago and I've been doing it ever since. And that's why like, you know, there was definitely like some moments where I doubted myself and uh, but I'm so glad I stayed the course. And because you never know when someone's literally just going to walk into your bar or a place where you work at and completely change your life. And that's what Emma did for me. And then. Christian took a chance on me as well, so. Right, that's that's and that's good. That's great, man. Uh, we got to have some super chats in here. Real quick, I'm gonna throw them in there. Brandon Buckingham, this isn't Goddard. It's the <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, uh, John Lestrina, hashtag Ladies Night. Yeah, Ben really bringing some class to the show as opposed to you know, <laughs> they, All right. <laughs> ladies Night. What about me? <laughs> I'm continuing my uh, my costume from Knives Out. I really I was really feeling the Chris Evans look from Knives Out Get and it, the whole bud. like East Coast leather bound look. <laughs> Get it. And then Andreas goes like, "I got you go. I love you, brother. Uh, hey guys, love you, folks. Ben works works killing me lately. Sorry I haven't been on Twitch on time, but keep doing what you're doing. I love your stuff. Uh, I appreciate Andreas. No worries at all, man. I know everyone's everyone's getting pulled in a hundred different directions, like personally, professionally. So. Anytime anyone can stop by, I'm always grateful, but I never hold it against like, oh, where have you been? Right. <laughs> no, <laughs> let alone that there's literally everyone and their mother is streaming right now. Like okay. so far that capture cards are sold out, webcams are sold out, like everything is sold out. So I yeah. get it. I, I truly get it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get uh, a stitch until earlier, like until maybe like a month ago. So uh, where, uh, What's your hometown, uh, Eric? Uh, because, yeah, like all those valley towns, like Fresno, Visalia, Tulare, Hanford, like all the – that's why I hate Bay Area teams because everyone from around there is a big Bay Area fan, Giants, Niners. Uh, oh. oh, you're from Tulare? Nice, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, so all, all those – that's why we always thought – I was we always thought in the Central Valley that the show, the OC, mm -hmm. they watch a show called The Valley. So this is the Central Valley. We thought they were watching us like they were watching them. But it turns out they're obviously watching like San Fernando Valley, like North Hollywood, where I live now. So I literally moved from one valley to, to another. <laughs> nice. Were you uh, there? Were you in California around the time that they were filming the OC and stuff like that? In California, yeah. Not in Los yeah. Angeles. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, the only connection that I have to that is uh, someone who I work with uh, in my corporate job actually did the hair for Lauren Conrad in one of those episodes. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so did work at Saddle Ranch right after they shot the show. Uh, I moved to LA and the Saddle Ranch reality show was only one season long because it was terrible. Uh, <laughs> but a lot of the people I worked with were on the reality show and everyone would ask me, oh, were you on the show? No, I, I was not. I would, I would not be dramatic enough to be on that show. Um, <laughs> I've uh, Ben, I'm sorry. I've watched your Twitch streams. I think you would be just as dramatic. I, but like a, that show. It was, it was funny. A girl I know that I worked with literally got fired from the show for not being dramatic enough. I believe it. Cause they would ask her back. Oh, like, what do you think about, uh, you know, so-and-so doing this? Like, I, it was fine. I, I don't know. And then they'd be like, <laughs> right no, there. okay. Uh, does that make you mad? She's like, no. No, not at all. 
<laughs> See, I Brandy try not to be Brandy. I try not to be. <laughs> uh, you know, I... in real quick, I want to throw a stream live in from Jared Simpson Jagger. Uh, ben is sus. Vote him out. That's true. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, we got to get you guys on to play some Among Us some nights because right. those are those are wild, wild nights where you you spend your whole night screaming at your friends and then you're like, all right, guys, have a good night. Love you. Okay, love you. Love you. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Paul and I end every Sunday nights. Yeah. <laughs> ben, you've been doing stuff online for quite some time now. Um, it's great to see your content. You're very consistent in your content and all of that stuff. Um, it's interesting to see what everyone has done transitioning into these COVID times and stuff. Was this something that you wanted to go into, like creating content in like on Twitch, on your YouTube channel? I know that you did have a show previously before um, before a lot of people kind of really well uh, were well known for a lot of you, like your Sunday coffees and being on SEN and your Twitch channel and stuff like that. So I know that you've been a presence on the internet for quite some time now, but like, is that something that you genuinely, uh, I was about to ask you genuinely enjoy doing it, but like you're fucking doing it all the time. Yeah. It's got to be something that you have to somewhat enjoy. So to kind of go away from that, but like movies, are movies something that you have always been into? Like as like, just as a person in general, like outside of Schmodown, outside of doing content, like how, like, how did you get involved with like movies and creating content for movies? Um, when I started my YouTube channel, like I, you know, like I said, I loved watching movie fights and I really wanted to do something in that area, but you know, you could throw a, a stone on YouTube and, you know, find 10,000 movie reviewers on there. So I didn't know, but my life is too boring for me to be a vlogger. Like I did like, <laughs> you can go back and watch those. They're so painfully cringy vlogs, but I love, I, we would watch them on Twitch every once in a while and they're so, so bad and they're, they're so, so great. So good. They're so bad. It's so <laughs> funny. They're so, but I was just like, I just don't, you know, you watch vloggers like Casey Neistat who's getting flown yeah. all over for like Dubai and like they, he's like an actual like filmmaker. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's why you want to watch him. And so when I started doing movie reviews, I just really enjoyed talking about them. Like I, I never took myself too seriously or at, you know, like, oh, like this is the the word on the street. Like this is what I, I believe in. Uh, but it was just like, oh, you know, I enjoyed this movie. You know, I had fun with it. I like this, this, and this, and I didn't like that. And even when there's, I tried not to be too, too negative. Like there are, there are movies that I've definitely torn apart on YouTube. But other than that, I'm just like, you know what? Like people worked on this and they tried and maybe it just didn't click for me, but hopefully it clicks for someone. And even when I, you know, movies like Rogue One, I'm just Gareth like, Edwards you like has it. a family. Gareth Edwards <laughs> has a family, Ben. He does. He does. <laughs> um, but even, especially movies like that where I'm like, you can enjoy it. I, I'm jealous. Like I would say that in a lot of my reviews, like if you enjoy that, I'm jealous. I never want to go into a movie. I've never gone into a movie saying, oh, I want to hate this. Like, I wanted to like Suicide Squad and Batman v Superman and all those movies. Like, those are some of my favorite comic book characters of all time. Like, I grew up watching Justice League Unlimited on Cartoon Network and stuff. And I still watch them. I grew up with them. I love them. I'm still watching them to this day. Um, so I just always tried to keep that positive mindset uh, towards, you know, movies and just, like, reviewing things. Uh, but when it comes to what I wanted, I wanted to use my YouTube channel as more of like a resume. It's like, I can do this. I can host shows. I can, you know, be a professional face for something to get on a collider or a screen junkies or now, you know, SEN 
And I think that it did help because you watch those some early, I'm like, uh, um, it's good. And then, you know, like, uh, there's, there's this and, you know, so I think, I think it has helped just doing that, even though, you know, at the beginning it would take me two hours to edit a video and, you know, I'm paying out of my own pocket. Thank God for movie pass and AMC a list. Cause you know, that, that saved me probably at least five grand all, all in all. Cause you know, I'd go see three, four movies in a weekend and I'm paying out of pocket for everything. Yeah. Right. So it was saving me a lot of money, but I, that's how much I love doing it is that I would literally go and pay even for movies that I had no interest in seeing. Like I remember watching the last resident evil movie and I was like, I bought a an $11 ticket for this. Like, <laughs> Oh my God. Well, I mean, Ben, uh, to be fair, like I, I bought Mulan hoping to do a review for it on YouTube. Never did it. So yeah, at least you're, at least you're doing That's that. My I dude. waited till I was at my parents and they bought it for me. Oh, what do we, we want to watch tonight? I mean, Mulan is here. I guess we could pay the $30 VOD if you guys want. I mean, I don't know. We're all here. We're we all here. Gone to the movies. Family we movie night. Anyway. So, yes. Yeah, so, so, and Rainer, real quick there. Hey, guys. Hope you're doing well. Goddard, with your knowledge and guessing experience with alcohol, do you have a favorite drink? Do you? That's a good question. I do want to know that. Favorite drink. Lately, I've been really into coffee drinks. So, oh. like, uh, especially, like, you know, since going to Disneyland as an annual pass holder and stuff like that. Carthay Circle, it's opening up in two weeks. I'm really excited to go. Uh, but when it's cold and Irish coffee, and then when it's, when it's hot and espresso martini and Ooh. it's, it's, I, I still am a little self-conscious of ordering espresso martinis because they sound so hoity toity arist <laughs> aristocrat. And so other times I'll just be like, Oh man, I'll just, I'll just get, you know, like a vodka soda or something like that, or a margarita or like a tequila on the rocks. But I feel like, I feel like I do get side-eyed by some of these servers that like espresso martini. Really, guy, you're at Applebee's. You can relax right now. Ben, okay, so I have to, I have to ask you this, like, especially as a bartender, also um, coming from that bartender life, at, like, I've always worked in a uh, very fast-paced environment. So either a restaurant bar or um, a dive bar that mm -hmm. it, like has these like sprint hours at the end of the night and stuff like that. So anytime that I've ever had anyone like ask me for an old fashioned, I'm always giving them like this, like, are you fucking serious sort of vibe? Because it's this weird, weird balance between it. Like if you know enough about liquor to, to want an old fashioned and to trust me, a bartender, I, if it's someone who I've, a, a customer who comes to me most of the time, they ask for an old fashioned, fine, I'd totally do it. But if it's someone who I've never seen throughout this entire week, and you're going to ask me for an old fashioned when it's fucking busy as shit in the bar right now, I'm going to look at you a little funny. So um, anytime someone asks me for an old fashioned, I've always find it, I've always found that drink specifically to be a, a pretentious drink for people to ask, but it's also the drink that most bartenders ask for. So for me, it's, it's more about like, it's one thing if you're going to ask it when, you know, I'm four deep at a bar, it, yeah. but don't, don't comment on how I'm making it. Like, Cause you know, especially like old fashions and like Bloody Marys and stuff like that. Everybody has their own way to do it. Like I remember, you put pickle I, I, juice in your Bloody Marys. Yes, I do. Oh, uh, but uh, I remember I brought an old fashioned to this guy, and he took a sip. He's like, "Oh, this is strong." 
how much Sprite did you put in this? Excuse like, me, oh. sir? I was like, what? I, and it took me a second. I was like, what? He's like, how much Sprite did you put in this? I was like, none. None. I, he's like, okay, can you go put some Sprite in? I was like, if you insist, like I wasn't, I wasn't mad about it, but and he wasn't, he wasn't rude about it, but just like he, it was, it wasn't like, hey, can you put some sprite? I was like, oh, you didn't put enough sprite. I'm like, I didn't put any sprite in this old fashioned. What are you talking about? I had never heard of sprite in an old fashioned. My no, God, me neither. I'll never forget. This might have been like maybe like 2010, maybe. The first time I had ever, ever heard anyone ask for a panty dropper shot. That's 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 the thing too, is that it's one thing if you're gonna order a mojito or an old mm -hmm. fashioned or you know, like a pomegranate martini with sugar on the rim while I'm busy. But if you order a Vegas bomb or a panty dropper or a whatever and you expect or like, hey, I got this shot at this one bar and it's like, I don't care. Who's next? Like done. <laughs> <laughs> or if you if you ask me to surprise you while I'm busy, you're getting a shot of oh. well gin, yep. <laughs> and I'm charging you for Hendrix, and you can get fuck that out. You. But that's a total fuck you. Like you're gonna get a total like just tray shot from oh. that. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, that sounds so sweet, Brandy. Oh, oh. no thanks. Oh. Ew. Oh, oh my gosh. God. Truly, 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 truly. But like other people said, it just it I think it depends on the environment that you're in. If you're in a random dive bar that's super busy, an old fashioned isn't necessary. I just me personally, I just feel like an old fashioned is something that you put love into because that's a drink that I genuinely put love into because mm -hmm. that's a drinker's drink. And if you're like, I know that it's a term that just kind of gets flown away. And so it, it's it. um Ben, also, as a bartender, do you feel jaded in any sort of way? Because I know there's a, a lot of talk about bartenders is bartenders are fucking assholes. And it's mostly because we have to deal with a bunch of bullshit throughout the week. So a lot of yeah. us just kind of like, all right, is this actually what you want? Like, what else do you want? Don't ask me for another shot after you've asked me three different shots after I've made you things already. So it's this weird sort of asshole sense that you get into as a bartender. Do you feel like any of that translates into your movie watching experience? Do you have any sort of bitter experience watching a movie as a critic? Because you do a lot of criticism on your YouTube for movies and stuff like that. Has any of that changed your movie, especially as the Schmodown player? Has any of that changed your movie watching experience? Well, one, uh, when anybody goes into a bar and says, can I get a beer, <laughs> like, in movies, that means they couldn't get an actual beer sponsorship, which, you know, <laughs> I'll take over, you know, Michael Bay when Mark Wahlberg pops a Bud Light and drinks it in front of them. I'm like, oh, my God. Like There's that, a happy that. medium somewhere in here, people. Um, uh, but when people are like, oh, can I get a beer? And I'm just – I'm looking at them with – you know, the last place I had had about 25 taps. I just look at – I look at the taps and then I look at them and I'm like, go on. <laughs> I have beers. Yeah. Yes. yes. Uh, but no, I think it – you know, it's, it's give and take where you do sometimes have less patience with people that don't know what they want. But also, you know, when it comes to stuff like streaming – I'm used to being on for eight hours and putting on a happy face and, you know, like talking in that higher pitch, like guys, welcome. Oh. <laughs> 
And so when it comes to streaming on Twitch, like I'm sitting down, I can do that forever. Like that, that's really, really easy to be playing video games because usually I'm serving six people at a time, making complicated cocktails and ringing people up and hearing to them complain about their day and stuff. So yeah. when it comes to that, streaming, uh, streaming is real easy. Wow. <laughs> All right, you got into SCN, like you, got, you, got, you said, Christian gave the shot at SCN. So what was the transition of you working at SCN and then getting into that first Schmodown match? Like, when did you, when did Christian come to you and say, all right, I'm going to give you a shot at a match? Or was it, like, how did that go down? Well, I, I asked him that summer. Like, I was always afraid, like, to ask him. But I, I was pushing him, like, hey, Christian, like, I don't know what this season is looking like at all. But if there's, like, a play-in game or something like that, like, I just know I'm interested in playing. And he's like, what you want to do? You want to go through the fan leagues. I was like, okay, cool. Like, uh, you know, I, I did, you know, my friend, Ashley, the movie Oracle, I did her little movie trivia thing. Um, and I think I'm like seven or eight. No, in that, um, and then, uh, but I was planning on going to the fan leagues. And then once SEN started and I was working two bartending jobs, I just didn't have time. Mm -hmm. Um, and so when he announced that I was going to be available for the draft, I was like, all right, awesome. Like, I'm so glad just to get that opportunity. And then when Kate drafted me, like I was still surprised, like, trust me at the comedy store, as those rounds kept going on, I'm like, oh my gosh, if I don't get drafted, I'm going to get the biggest pile of shit on Monday on the show. Oh, oh my God. Like I was just like, I felt, it felt like, I felt like I was like Brady oh. Quinn, like in that green room, just like, just checking my phone, waiting for that call. Uh, <laughs> and then when it came um, and I, I knew, and that's the thing, like after that, I knew if I lost to RB3, because that was it was always going to be the match, you know, we talked about it on the show and stuff. So I always knew it was going to be RB3. Uh, so and just especially to open the studio matches, like I was the second match of the year. Like, so that was an, a huge honor that literally the I think the weekend before was New York, which was a crazy good match. Um, or I guess third, because, you know, we had two matches uh, in New York. Um, and so to open the studio matches was a huge honor. And I knew I had to perform. And when both me and RB3 go perfect, I was like, damn it, RB3, you're supposed to like not be good at this. Like, this is, <laughs> this is supposed to be easy. But, you know, at the same time, getting that perfect round, because, you know, you play from home and, you know, you, you can read the question and you're like, oh, I can do this. I can do this all day. And, um, and but then, you know, you get, you get on that, those, those stage lights and you get in front of like people that have been doing this for a while. You're reading in front of Mark and Mark Ellis and Ken Knapsack, someone you've been watching on, on your computer for five, six years. It's, it's a lot. And you're, you're on that stage where you've been watching it. Like, Oh my gosh. Like I took so many pictures that day. <laughs> I took so many pictures. Cause like I, I, it was something, it was a huge accomplishment for me. And just getting that win, it was it was such such a relief. And ever since then, you know, I don't I don't take anything for granted about you know being able to play in this league that so many people want to play in. Uh, so I'm really excited for next season, uh, and I'm excited for what's to come for sure. So before we start talking about next season with this season, uh, early on with what's been going on in the Schmodown, you've been completely in the talks it's undeniable in the talks that you're in the ranking for rookie of the year mm -hmm. for this season for sure did that come into like what's that pressure that you feel going in watching the rest of knowing that you can't necessarily do things the same way that that the schmodown has been done in years prior this is a very weird thing but you i personally feel like you're you are still 
in contention for rookie no. of the year. <laughs> no, I don't think anyone Ra- is after Ra- after okay, what like, happened, honestly. No, <laughs> and, no but uh, the I mean, the there's still nominations. The yeah. Thank I'm okay you. There's still nominated. nominations. Right. As they say, it's an honor just to be nominated because right. that's all it's going to be, let's be honest. <laughs> But yeah, I think yeah. here's the thing about Schmodon fans and what I believe, like I, from what I've seen from Schmodon fans throughout the year, most people recognize that some people have a good start of the year and a good end of the year. And those are two different rookies that are inside of those specific things. I, I mean, look, my dude, love you a hundred percent love your memes all of that stuff you and i keep talking to each other inside of whatever doesn't matter adam collins is kind of in there for rookie of the year because he's done inside of the rest of these tournaments but i think it's still undeniable that you have a spot you still deserve to be nominated well my question actually back from that let me interject real quick like, thank you Paul. because you had the singles tournament and the team tournament and do you regret not getting involved as punch more because i think obviously it was a first part of the year versus the recency bias of the last part of the year almost always is as far as the awards go that's almost always recency bias towards the end of the year do you have any regrets not pushing for more matches i don't know about regrets i definitely have a lot of fomo for sure like mm-hmm. um you know i i'm not going to say that i and that you know we talked about this a little bit on SCN or and backstage with with me and Bateman to where you know right. you heard frank frank and brad be like oh it's a big mistake uh you know for ben not to enter the singles tournament and it might have been it really might have been but you see when paul preston one of the like the most highly anticipated singles players gets tko'd tom played really well but I don't, I don't know what my seating would have been in the tournament. I don't know if I would have gone up against – maybe I would have taken Rachel's spot for Liz. I don't think I would have been a play-in game like James White. Right. But no. I, there was no gimme games in this tournament whatsoever. So, no. yeah, of course I'd love to play. Like I And I told I told Kate that. I was like, hey, you know, I, I know we, we got James in the trade, so he's got to play. Like he, we've got to show him out. Otherwise, like we, we, wasted, a, we wasted a trade. And mm-hmm. we could have picked up some extra points with Brandon in the in a, the inner geekdom tournament. Um, so I wanted James to play, and I did want uh, we both wanted female representation in the tournament from the den, like we did. Right. And Rachel yeah. is one of the hungriest players. Like things haven't fallen her way when it comes to singles, but she loves this game just as much as anybody. But I told her I was like, if anybody doesn't want to play, like absolutely, I'm ready. Absolutely, I'm ready. And it was the same for the teams tournament. Like we talked about it, whether it was going to be uh, Tom and Paul or me and Rachel again, or if we were going to mix things up. Um, but we decided to go with Tom and Paul because, you know, their loss was at the the hands of Deep 13, who had to tie the team's record to beat them. So it wasn't, you know, some embarrassing TKO or something. So we want to give our A team a chance because they played one game this year. Uh, but yeah, of course, like, I, I don't, again, like regret isn't the right word, but yeah, I, it, it sucks that this happened because we had some plans of like who I was going to play next in singles, like in a regular year. And I was, I was for sure going to make a run at like, I was feeling at least like the people that I was going to play, I knew I could compete with. And I said it from the beginning when I said, I wanted to play Robert Parker, I'll play anybody, anytime, anywhere. And people that take that as disrespect, just haven't played sports before. Because if you enter a ring field, 
ice rink, whatever you play on, and you think for a second that you're going to lose this um, the the game match, whatever you're playing, then you're going to lose. You have yeah. to have the confidence in yourself that yep. you're going to win and that you can compete with anybody mm-hmm. on any given schmode, is what they say. And I do. I have that confidence. Has the wheel gone against me a few times? Absolutely it has. Have I gotten questions that I just didn't flat out know? Or, you know, when I got Star Wars, I was confident in Star Wars. I really was. I just watched all the movies uh, I had studied, and it was just questions that just were in my blind spots. And that it just happens. Because literally the week before uh, my match premiered, I watched uh, Paul Oyama and Chance's match. And, I, and I, I can't remember which one of them got Star Wars. But I went four out of five on their Star Wars questions. And right. I was like... Uh, by right. that time, my match had already been filmed, and I was like, "Damn right. it!" Like I was watching it on my Twitch channel, and I couldn't say anything because my match hadn't premiered. And I was like, "Man, these are good Star Wars questions." Oh God, these I hope I get questions. something like this. These are and, good you know, questions. And, Who knows how these questions will play out in the future? Yeah. These are great questions. And, and, oh and I gosh, think that should be honestly ones. a Schmodown shirt. Is like I knew their five pointer because that's that's literally what it is. You always know your opponent's five-pointer, and then you get the most obscure question that is like a movie you've never heard of in a, a decade you are blind-spotted in. So All that's right. just the game. Um, there's only so much you can prepare for, but I, I'm excited. I, I, I want to get back in the ring. I want to play. And honestly, a lot of the studying I've done was just off the top of my head. Uh-huh. So if – you want me to go full Ben Bateman on something, then I probably could. And, you know, like Ben says, like, I don't, I'm not going to say in 60 days I can be ready for, for a Star Wars championship. Because that's, that's the most asinine thing I'll I've ever be heard ready of in I love days. you. I know Ben Bateman is Star Wars base. He has no chance in hell. Okay? <laughs> I know that for sure. Look, <laughs> but, this is an Action Army podcast, and none of us have that much confidence and been love you bud sorry <laughs> as far as that goes that's that's for sure yeah, yeah. Um, well oh my it's, gosh it's been cool this has been such a different year in the, in the league with the factions or anything else all the managers and you work with kate obviously all year having uh seen the year go down as it has if you had to have been with another manager you had to take Kate aside you have loyalty to kate and everything else i get that put it aside is there any other manager out there that you watch that you're like oh that'd be kind of a cool person to work with i think yeah i could do i could do uh, work well with that manager it's okay no one watches the show we have zero views speak your mind um i it's hard not to say winston or coy with how they especially coy with how he's turned yeah. around uh mm-hmm. the quirky mercs in the second half of this season what he's done with shazam um but you know you see winston with liz shannon miller and you can tell you can tell they got more comfortable as the tournament went along because I yeah. like I'm not I don't want to speak for anybody but just like Liz is so calm she's very Ethan Irwin esque just just here to answer some questions, uh, but like as they got playing like deeper and deeper into this tournament you could tell that she that Winston hype got infected in her and she started to like get like excited about things like and oh my gosh I am really playing well I am beating these. Titans like beating Chance, beating Bibbs. Um, it was it was awesome to see them really grow together and Winston adjust his play style. That you know there wasn't this blanket, this blanket strategy that these managers put forth for everyone. And so it's really hard not to say those two because they've adjusted so well. Because Winston and Coy are so energetic and so charismatic that you think that would only work for in studio. 
but they adjusted and they worked with online and they really put in the work and I, I love it. I like that. Doc. That's a good answer. So Winston and Coy, if you're watching, you may have a chance to steal somebody. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're gonna uh once they're they're not thinking about stealing anybody they're worried about the three they're gonna pick because they've got no. they've got some tough decisions in the off season of the of the three they're gonna keep and then the the people that they're gonna let try and get to the draft yeah i think that's actually true of a lot of managers it's gonna be interesting to see who the keepers are who's gonna be left for the draft at that point because uh he has free agency and people like you know bayman has already said he's not gonna be with gucci next year so that's someone yeah. Well, he might drop somebody to sign him before the draft, so to speak. So uh, that's an interesting side angle to that. But uh, another question I had now: you've had uh, since you become a player and you started getting a, you started building up a brand for yourself. Let's see. Uh, as part of the Action Army, the Action Army here has been a big uh, part of the Shimodown history as far as like, a, a fan base community. You kind of developed your own with the Brigade, and that's really the second kind. Of, that's the second kind of. A fan system since that really kind of formed in a way. I mean, he had the Outlaw yeah. Nation, they had stuff, but this was all yeah. one that was really loud and proud and out there. And you guys are out, like loud, out and loud and proud. And like, just reminds me of a little bit, like, a, like I always feel like the brigade is like the Action Army's younger, younger brothers or something like that. Yeah. Younger brothers and sisters in a way. Uh, how was that going to be like? Did you see how it developed? And like, what are your thoughts on that? Is that like something that's really flattering? And like, what do you think? It just kind of happened, honestly. Like, I never, you know, I would stream, you know, back like in 2015, 2016, just because I really liked gaming. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was like, oh, you know, like I've got a tiny bit of a following uh, now that I'm on SEN and stuff. Let's get Twitch back going, you know, maybe make some extra money from it. And then when that whole thing happened, uh, it just kind of came together. And these people are amazing. And like, I'm, I honestly don't know what I've done. Like, you know, there's definitely been some, you know, some, some ups and downs with that and some like mistakes and stuff, but like having them have my back with everything like that and the support they've given me, especially when it comes to fundraisers, like we did right. our black lives matter and a stream that, you know, was just like was ridiculous. And I, I had no idea that was going to happen. And then like history basically repeated when we did our smash cancer, uh, fundraiser and so many people came out and i'm i'm just very lucky and and uh and very fortunate uh to have these people behind me uh but yeah i like that yeah it, it is a great community and we have some crossover there for sure and you know, lucas for sure for sure yeah and there's there's plenty plenty of members in the brigade that are also in the action army brandy yeah. lucas brandy like lucas, yep so it's it's a good community. It's definitely a good community. I like the crossover there as well. Uh, another thing now with SCN is obviously the newest development for you in SCN is now you are no longer reading the questions. You are actually a panelist now. Yeah. Uh, how did how did that come about? Congratulations! And uh, what do you, you think of that transition? Oh, uh, it's it's different for sure. Like you know, any promotion is obviously a good promotion, but it was weird last week. Like I was trying to think outside of the Brett and Christian. You know. Uh, ridiculousness that happened for those first few months of COVID. Um, I don't, I can't remember a, a, a SCN that I voluntarily missed, you know, maybe some scheduling or something like that, but just, I, it was like the first time where, you know, even, you know, when Brett and Christian were doing their, you know, flirt and flouse and all that crazy shaving their head and everything like that. I was still at home doing timestamps and moderating and stuff like that. So it was really the first time that I hadn't been part of an SCN like in any form. So it was strange, but I'm looking forward to like coming in and being a panelist and seeing what happens with that. And 
Alex does a great job at what he like Alex is, you know, he was part of Collider Live doing that for so long. And I love Alex Marzonia to death. He's one of the nicest guys ever and became one of my like first friends, you know, because walking, I don't know if you, you guys have ever been to the studio that the Collider studio, it's a big place. The Collider studio is like a big kind of warehouse looking place. And so when you walk in and in between matches, like everyone kind of breaks off into their own clicks, like talking about the match, talking about this, talking about that. And so when you don't know anybody, you're kind of just like, okay, I'm just going <laughs> to stand over here and hang out. And Alex Marzonia and, uh, and Nerd Chronic, honestly, Eric, were one of the, the first people to really like kind of reach out and be like, hey, come, come talk to us. You don't have to stand over there. I was like, oh, yeah. thank God. <laughs> uh, so they're, they're such good people. And that's right. the thing is that this community is just everyone you meet when you live in LA, you don't think these people exist. Like, yeah. And so having them all in the same place is like, where have you been my nine years in Los Angeles? Could have really used you at some low points, but I'm so glad to have them. And so, uh, but yeah, Alex is going to kill it. I'm excited to, of course, like I'd love to be on SCN every day. Like, you know, I'm going to miss, uh, you know, certain people. Like I, I miss gonna, I'm going to miss doing the show with Roxy. If I'm not on Tuesdays, I'm going to miss doing it with Winston and Brett and Kate. If I don't see them every day, it's definitely going to be an adjustment, but uh, like it's a weird promotion where, of course, I'm going to miss being on the show every day, but I know it's for something good. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, it's it's a weird thing that like, oh, you know, it's nice not even, not having to read like Mr. Anus 69 loves to stay like, yeah, it's going to be great not reading those anymore. Uh, but it, it was fun. It was fun being on the show every day. It was fun like hanging out and like getting because, you know, it was weird when I was moving Dan and Mara. To, to Arkansas, yeah. I was still getting tagged in like the Matt Link uh, clip outs. And I was like, I wasn't there for this. Like, <laughs> I, you know, I missed RB3 singing WAP. I missed it. <laughs> I missed that episode. And I was like, oh my God, I've been off the show for one day and I missed one of the greatest SCN moments. <laughs> so it, it's, it's definitely going to be an adjustment, but I'm really, I'm really excited to see it. I'm really excited to see where the show goes. You know, we we branched off into the IG show, and I've listened to a lot of the one-on-ones and all my movies. And if you guys haven't listened to those, like, there's such good interviews. And I was, you know, driving home from LA, I listened to the Inglorious Bastards, all my movie. And Sam has some of the coolest behind-the-scenes stories about making Inglorious Bastards. Like, I'm telling you guys, you have to you have to listen to these episodes. So we have such a good lineup on SCN, and you know, anytime I can be a part of that, I'm more than happy to. And you don't even mention coming up next to what I'm involved with. Thanks, thanks, Ben. I appreciate. Oh, it. There's a reason wow. for that, Paul. That. There's look a reason that. for that. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. It's Brad. It's not look. you. It's Brad. Right. Honestly, <laughs> I I hate at this point to give more attention to my favorite co-host, Paul Denuzio. Uh, but you know what? We'll go ahead and transition this over, my sweet Ben, my sweet Paul, into this or that. Uh, if you are a Ooh, new, okay. if you are new to the show uh, in the chat, this is where I will be giving Ben. Hi, uh, welcome, like, comment, subscribe. That too. Option A and option B, and Ben gets to choose between them. Now he can talk about it as much as he'd like and explain himself. He can say he doesn't want really to explain himself, and that's just how it is. Some of them are written for him. Some of them are our weekly kind of things that we do, our typical ones. Uh, without further ado, of course, chat. Throw them in there. Streamlabs, yes, super chat. Throw them in there, and you can uh, you can ask your own this or that and see what he has to say for himself. Let's make him sweat a little bit, maybe. But <laughs> without further ado, the first question we always ask as a member of the Action Army and a Team Action, original Action Army member uh, podcast, are you... Team guy. Team guy. 
<laughs> it's the, like it. I love Ben Bateman. He like both those guys. Like I, I've been in. The, when I say I've been lucky, that literally Roxy had me on her show, and they got me over a thousand subs and got my YouTube channel monetized. And and then you know Ben and Guy had me on it. One of the last in studio or in Ben's apartment uh, action action guys, <laughs> uh-huh. and helped my Patreon grow so much. Um, but they're, they're both so nice, but strictly Schmodown character stuff. You can't, you can't beat guy. You can't beat him. Like it's, it's, you know, Roka is absolutely up there and he, he literally started this stuff before people were ready for it. He was doing it, but man, like, Oh God, it's it. When guy is, is on that level 11, it's hard to beat him. (laughs) True, and that's a good answer. We can continue unscathed at this point. I'm glad you answered correctly. Uh, we do have an eject button we have to push if you say team trailer. <laughs> it's all right. Well, we're playing among us. I'm used to being ejected uh, unjustifiably. Uh, if you so. would have answered the trailer, we would have been super sus. He joined the gay Patreon. Good to know, JJ. Good yeah. Know, a lot of people joined. I was very, very grateful. And I still owe you guys... Uh, a general's chill session with me in a in a grass skirt. <laughs> I haven't forgotten. I'm still working with Ben. No, right I, 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 trust me, P.O.D., it was in the back of my car for at least a month because I was ready and waiting to make that drive. I was ready and waiting. Blame P.L.D. Hashtag blame P.L.D. Hashtag blame P.L.D. As soon as we get to the studio, okay, soon as we get home, we're going to make it happen for damn sure. But uh, all right, I got actually one in the chat already, like that Dean Morgan getting rid of one Star Wars movie. Attack of the Clones or Rogue One? It's gonna be Rogue One, guys. (laughs) At the very least, Attack of the Clones is fun to watch because it's it's so bad. Rogue One isn't fun for me. It's just like everything about that movie is just wrong. It's just it. Nothing about it works. Um, I made a funny video about uh, Attack of the Clones and like why and how Padme and Anakin fall in love because there's nothing. He literally, she literally calls him a creep and says, "Stop looking at me like that." And he's like, "But why?" And then the next scene, they're making out. I'm like, "What is happening?" There's nothing. Did, what? Who was editing this movie? George that they Lucas. Left out, George like, Lucas. Yeah. Lucas Films. Men. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly we right. We gotta yes. rant about this, but we won't. All right. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, okay. <laughs> Move on. Uh, singles or teams now that you've done both teams uh honestly uh if there was like i want to play singles for sure but out of the three divisions that i'm playing in singles would be the first to drop uh i'm i want you guys don't know how excited i am to get back into the inner geekdom ring and i know how detailed these questions are getting i know uh like uh, and but you know what I I've never missed an inner geekdom five pointer point at one but I, I got it <laughs> uh, uh, but no I I'm excited uh, but yeah if I had to choose a, a league to drop it would be singles for, or division to drop uh, it would be singles so yeah just speaking of that and real quick I'll throw in a little bonus question there with inner geekdom a lot of people say you have to concentrate on that like specifically so would you decide not to do teams either and just concentrate on inner geekdom for a while or are you going to try to do both you think. I think I'm going to try and do both because especially now uh, I feel like now that finally with all the complaining and the ridiculousness that you couldn't put an inner geekdom slice on the wheel, which was don't even get me started on that. um, Now the inner geekdom slices are going to be on the wheel. I feel like you're going to see, like, I think you're going to see 
Sean Drew possibly going to teams. You're going to see Alex Damon possibly going to teams. Brandon Hanna going to possibly teams. Like he's playing teams right now, actually. Um, so you're going to see a lot of these strong intergeekdom players go into teams because you can get through round one with six or seven points with general movie knowledge. You know, there might be a curveball in there too. You know, Shanghai Noon or Shanghai Nights. But you're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna get some good points, and then if you if you spin that wheel and you get something, there was an inner geekdom general movie t- when when uh, when corruption was playing the family in the last studio match, uh, and they got who directed Batman v Superman for a DC question. I was like, bruh, <laughs> it's not it's not on the question writers, but if you're gonna get those. Those surface level, like not too deep cut, uh, inner geekdom questions in a teams match, you're gonna get 12 points. Yeah. And then if yeah. you can, if your inner geekdom player wants to take the two pointer every time, it's gonna be easier. So yeah, there's definitely gonna be a lot more inner geekdom players playing teams, and so I think you'll always be able to like uh, play in these matches and like compete. Uh, you know, sometimes the wheel might not go in your in your favor, but we've seen that with you know two singles players that have never touched intergeekdom. They get movie release dates or classics or something like that. They're going to go zero for zero. Right. It's right, good, good, good call. I like that. I like that. Your mind's out. And in on I that, have, and I'm actually very excited about next year for that exact reason. Yeah, so I have a question more. that's not this or that, so I'll wait until after. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, do you have one in there? Actually, more, uh, Malcolm put it in the chat and as well as I had it anyway. Uh, imposter or a crew member? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go, imposter. It, it, it yes. definitely comes with it comes with added pressure because you 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 know you get it you know once every ten games or something. So your lying skills, like you're like take a deep breath when you, when you see that screen come on, you take a deep breath and you're like, let's go. Do you okay? Um, <laughs> okay. Ben, do you wait to kill people, or this uh, this might be way too much into the game, but like, do you wait to kill people, or do you instantly kill people as soon as you get the chance? It depends, you know. I'm it, it I'm really depends. I uh, see. That's the thing is that when that first that first you have to kill someone first round, right. uh, because if you if you're playing a ten people with two imposters, if you if you're imposter your teammate doesn't kill someone and someone calls a meeting at, at nine bodies, someone's going to get voted out. You right. can shoot on nine and it could be you. And so you got to turn out those lights and you got to get a kill first round. And then you just got to be like, no, what are you, what are you talking about? I wasn't, I wasn't anywhere near there. Do you advocate for um, self claims? Like when reporting? No, I never self report. I okay. never self report. And I, I've gotten like I, we have been a kill away while an emergency is going on, and I've had my imposter teammate um, uh, uh, report a body, and I'm just like. <laughs> uh, but then you know you're in the meeting and your mic is on, so you're like, "Where's the body? Part, uh, <laughs> other player?" <laughs> Perfect. Oh my god, so much fun. Okay, you got a, a Texas one. I know you left Texas early, but we'll see anyway. Whataburger or In and Out? It's been a while, but I'm still gonna go Whataburger. Hey! Okay. Uh, you saved uh, yourself uh, there from uh, Danny's uh, wrath uh, and uh, all the uh, Texans uh, in the chat. Uh, their wrath. <laughs> the Adams brothers. Jake, actually, another one who's a big Whataburger person. All right. Um, another one from the chat. Looks like here we had. I just saw. Let me scroll back. Where was it? 
I lost it. It was the exact poll you put up on Twitter. It was uh, into the, there it is, party J. Into the unknown or let it go? Into the unknown. Into the unknown. Uh, we the unknown. Even even the Adina Menzel version is is better, but then you add that Panic of the Disco cover, it's oh, not even close. Yo, it's uh, not even close. 100%. Um, let oh it go. Let it go is a bop. No, we will respect let it go. Absolutely. But one, I was not even a big fan. Like I liked Frozen and I respected it, but man, Frozen 2 got me in so many ways. And I was not expecting it six years later for this movie that I'd seen one time to be like, oh, my oh my God, what is happening? I'm crying next to a five-year-old in a theater. What is going on? Legit, <laughs> legit, legitimately what happened to me in my own movie theater. So, Ben, if there's ever a time where you want to talk to someone else who has a very emotional, visceral response to Disney movies, oh, yeah. I'm your girl. I'm your girl. Oh, absolutely. And just, (laughs) and I mean, even as a movie there, it's not, for a movie, it's not really close for me because you have Into the Unknown, you have Lost in the Woods, you have Show Yourself. And even uh, Olaf's song, This Will All Make Sense, like when he sang Samantha, that's one of the, Mm. Olaf is so much funnier in Frozen 2 than he is in Frozen. (laughs) All right. Because of the meta experience, Frozen 2 is so much better than Frozen 1. It is, it really is. (laughs) All right. Uh, Denis Villeneuve or Christopher Nolan? Mm. Oh, Denis Villeneuve by uh, by a long shot. Long shot. Okay. Good. Uh, long I, shot. I like Christopher okay. Nolan, but to me, he always makes very similar movies. It's always, it's, you know, like, it's something with time. It's, yeah. a, it's a war movie with time. It's a right. heist movie with time. It's Tenant. I haven't seen it yet, but with time. It's time. Uh, uh-huh. Memento is, you know, has to do with, you know, going backwards in time. And that's a, a crazily constructed movie. Denis Villeneuve has made a kidnapping crime thriller. He's made a war on drugs movie. Right. He has, if you haven't seen it, it's a smaller film. It might still be on Amazon Prime. It's a polytechnique. Uh, it's about uh, a mass shooting in Canada. And it's yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, let alone Arrival and Blade Runner 2049 and the trailer for Dune. Oh my gosh. Right. Like I, I, I'm glad it got pushed back because I definitely want to see that in theaters, but I'm so sad I don't get to see it next month. I, uh, have, yeah. I have a Denis Villeneuve, uh, Stanley Kubrick comparison that I'm not ready to post online right now. Ben, I'll talk to you about it later. But, but yeah, the, the guy, you, you can say Christopher Nolan hasn't missed, but there's definitely people that you know didn't like Interstellar that much, didn't like Dunkirk that much, didn't like Tenet that much. And the fact that those are his last three movies that people are like kind of wavering on, um, Denis Villeneuve has not missed. Uh, Sicario, Prisoners, Enemy, uh, Blade Runner, uh, Polytechnique, um, and then on Sandiz, if you haven't seen that one, that movie's amazing as well. Um, so the guy hasn't missed yet. So it's it's going to take a lot for me to put Christopher Nolan over Geneva Villeneuve, who, I mean, he's my favorite working director. So mine too. Mine too. Yeah. Yeah. Have that in, in uh, common. All yeah. right. Yep. Professor Crow, or is it Flavor Flow? <laughs> I got to go flirt and flouse uh, only because Professor Crow doesn't have their own t-shirt. They don't have their own song. They're not an international star. They're they're a star regionally. Like uh, they're great at the county fair. So flirt and flouse is playing at Coachella. (laughs) You're dead right Right, on that. And you know what? The flirt and flouse isn't going to yell at you like Professor Crow will. 
Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the Crow is going to be my indie record, and uh, The Frilling Flouse is going to be like my semi indie record that some people know about, but just want to sit claim that they're indie about it. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. I uh, got a few it's more. Professor Crow all the way is my opinion. Okay. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Crow. Give me, give me more Crow. Yeah, let me turn on the slide real quick. One second, guys. <laughs> Let's get those lampshades. I guess up. it burned out. Okay. <laughs> no, who cares? No one cares. You're fine. Your light is fine. Okay, cool. All good. You look good. And uh, all right. How about whiskey or tequila? Tequila. Uh, I love a good Irish coffee, um, but I'm a tequila person. Uh, I've grown to like whiskey. I like a good old fashioned. Like I said, I like a good whiskey cocktail. I don't like whiskey straight. I can yeah. drink tequila straight. Fair um, enough. Okay. I, I am both in the same sort of boat for it. Um, I'm not a poet. Like, I can drink a Jameson straight. Jameson is fine. Uh, um, I would prefer to take Jameson as a shot. Jameson's not necessarily a, a bourbon in any sort of way. I like to drink bourbon. I like to shoot whiskey. Ooh, okay. That's a good point. That's a good point. I uh, did have one more in the chat I wanted to throw before I finished up mine. I can't where it went. I think it was the Ben Rayner had said, which one would you rather watch, <laughs> Rogue One or the worst Harry Potter movie? Whatever one that is to you. <sighs> That's tough because I don't like any of the Harry Potter movies either. But mm. I think I, I think I would watch Rogue One over Fantastic Beasts 2. I will say that. I think I'd I definitely watch Rogue One over Fantastic Beast Two that for sure. Definitely. That, that movie uh, that that movie was confusingly bad. I was like, you had so it was Fantastic Beast wasn't great, but you had something, and then you just like went every single wrong turn in the second one. I agree. I agree, man. It's gonna get worse than now. The whole thing's all sorts of jumbled. I feel like it can't get any worse, but it will. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, poutine or loaded fries. Now, what are on the loaded fries? That's make or break for me there. That's okay. So I feel like this is, uh, I'm poutine. Uh, I'm team poutine. Uh, uh, gravy? Team loaded fries. So here's the thing about loaded fries versus poutine. It's, it's whatever you want on loaded fries. Whatever you decide your loaded fries is. Mm, it just, it's, it's basically compared to the gravy bacon. that are the gravy and cheese that are on poutine. So however you decide your loaded fries are, do you prefer chili over gravy? It's basically the end. Yeah, I got to go loaded fries. Thank you. Oh, he just went, he went my side. Went I did. Fries. He did. He did. As soon as, <laughs> as soon as I said, bop, bop, bop. I understood what he was saying. I was like, that's not my team. That's All not right. my team. <laughs> one last one I'll throw your way. Ben, this is one specifically for you. Do you prefer War Heels or Kaka? War Heels all day. <laughs> Absolutely. Like Kaka, uh, man, like that was honestly that day before the match, I was like, it was such a bad day, y'all. And that just like wore on my last nerve. Right. Um, but doing the, like, uh, one, doing that promo video. Uh, where I was like bird watching was so much fun <laughs> doing the speech of like, you know, I'm not going to chicken out. Uh, you know, I'm not going to duck and run. Like that was fun to, to write up, but we're heels was such a fun moment. And the fact that it got deleted, 
Only the, only a handful of patrons saw it because it was like Monday. It came out for the patrons, but then not even like the end of Monday. Like it was up for maybe an hour or two, and it got deleted because right. Christian didn't like it. He didn't <laughs> like it so much. So like when uh, just all that stuff like of like the switchblade and wore heels. That's Christian's fault. Like I had nothing to do with it. He pulled it. <laughs> he edited it out. And so I loved it. I loved it. And it was fun talking about it. And like Jen Sturgeon was like, that's ridiculous. Like, I don't care. I loved every moment of it. Like the, the butcher boys uh, were being just as obnoxious. So I'm okay. But, I was like, we're heels, baby. Like, yeah, it was a fun like the only, the only canon that I know is the weird heels. I honestly, oh, like what bad, you're yeah. saying right now about it being removed I did not know about that because I I, I had the opportunity uh, watch, to watch it. It's not there it. anymore. You can't. Watch I didn't it know that. I didn't know it, that. That's so the director's the idea, cut. Like that's the <laughs> fucking director's <laughs> cut. The heels is part of the Snyder like, cut. <laughs> that's what makes this, so uh, so going into that. I'm so sorry that we're in this or that, and, and we're transitioning. We're ended up that. We've ended so, up so like for that, that, like Ben, for you specifically, like having those weird sort of like inside jokes. Not only in SEN, uh, transitioning over into the Schmodown and all of that stuff. Like this is this is such a uh, um, a fun and genuine community that we all get to be part of. Are those specific inside jokes one of like that's my favorite thing about the Schmodown? Mm -hmm. I genuinely enjoy having that type of stuff inside of the Schmodown. Like. Where do you feel and where do you lie about inside jokes like that, knowing that that shit was cut? Like, how do you feel about all of that? It's, you know, some sometimes I'm like, you know, we shouldn't wear out an inside joke because it is an inside joke. But when it comes to stuff like that, where like a handful of people saw it. And that's the thing is that Christian is so good at announcing. He's got the perfect announcer voice. So when he was talking about the switchblade and he was like, oh, Rachel Silverstreet in the switchblade. I'm like, Christian. You sound really good saying this, so that's why people like the Switchblade, and that's why the Switchblade came to pass. And so when he was doing all the Weird Heels stuff, like I loved every second of it. It was so funny to me because, again, that was my second week. Uh, that was my second match. We filmed that. like That thing came out so late. We filmed that the second week we were in studio. And so when I heard, like when I saw what was going down, uh, and like the reaction, I was like, wow, this is surprising because I was laughing the entire time. I had a huge like because I think Smets came in and even like whispered like a joke to me because, you know, they're part of the dungeon. So he whispered a joke to me and I was smiling and laughing. And and then like me and Vinny were like talking smack to each other and laughing. And then I said, we're heels. And I was laughing the whole time. And so like when I was like, oh, this is ridiculous. I was like. Okay, <laughs> I, don't <know> <laughs> I don't watch wrestling. Is this good or bad? <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. All right, uh, it is time now to bring on our lovely Miss Kelsey. How are you doing, girl? Doing good. Doing good. How are you guys? Doing good. Doing good. Always lovely to see you back on screen with us. It is time, chat, uh, to start getting your questions in. We're going to do a little bit of promoting for the channel this week. While you do that, give you a second to do that. Of course, streamlabs.com slash call to action podcast will always get you more priority. But uh, you have as many 
questions you can we'll get in as many questions as we can get i just i can speak english sometimes we'll get in as many questions as we can before we wrap up in the next 10 minutes or so uh but this week on call to action is kind of a special week we'll probably do some we don't have them mapped out yet but we'll do some reactions and we always do some breakdowns of the matches that that uh get released this week of course category nine versus um i odd couple and of course, the end, Tom and Paul versus the final exam. Uh, we'll probably not be doing call live though this week or chilled action. Well, really doing chilled action this week because ish, next week, ish, ish, that's ish, right. Ish. Next week is what we talked about earlier at one point is the Smashathon, November 14th through 15th, starting at 3 p.m. on a separate YouTube channel. I will get you that link when we do it. It's everybody. It's call to action. It's a POV. It's the Cine Fanatics. It's a let's get ready to schmodown. Uh, the ultimate schmodown. Uh, Schmoes from the North. It's all this. We're going to sprinkle in a lot of the SD personalities as well. John Roca, uh, Ben Goddard, maybe potentially. We're still, you know, crossing so our teeth and dotting our eyes. There's a lot eyes. of stuff yeah. going mm -hmm. on. There is a Proxy. lot of stuff going on during <laughs> that weekend. So, again, and, uh, we'll have a special schmobates during the, we're going to have a special schmobates during. Uh, that stream. We're going to have a special chill during that stream. We're going to have a special, all sorts of different things and lots of fun uh, overnights. So it's going to be 25 hours. I'm planning to be up for all of it. So uh, wish me luck. Uh, <laughs> that's basically chill that or call to action rather this week. Um, anything else you want to throw in there, Kelsey or Danny? Anything else we need to talk about that I forgot? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I just have a super chat that I want to talk about. All right. We'll put that in there then. All right, so this is from the super chat is from uh, our own C2A member, uh, Danny Coast. Panic at the disco, new perspective, or Fallout Boy Mortos, or better emo movie song. What is uh, your pick for that, Ben? Because out of those two uh, bands, that's tough. Because uh, I always respected what Panic at the Disco did because um, their first uh, their first album is like a cover to cover perfect album. And then they go completely experimental on their next album when they could have just like gone the Nickelback route and just like, hey, this is what they want to see. We'll give them this. Like they've always been a very experimental band. Fall Out Boy, on the other hand, like uh, their first three albums were great uh, and almost yeah. perfect. So I think just as an edge, I think I'll go Fall Out Boy. Um, but I mean, Pan Disco had they're still around. They're still relevant. They're still killing it. So I mean. It, that's a 51.49 for me. And the fact that Panathinaiko is still on Field by Ramen, their independent label, says a lot about how good of people they are. So it's it's really cool to see. I feel like it's a good example of cannibalism, um, sticking with your brand and all that good stuff. So Brandon Urie being on Taylor Swift's song is a big so thing for Panic and Disco, all that good stuff. Bye. All right, Kelsey, what else we got, Kels? All right, we do have another super chat that came in from Brandon Buckingham. Who's the worst NBA <laughs> champions, and why is it the 98-99 Spurs? Brandon's okay, just sports. extra salty because his Cardinals lost to the Dolphins today. <laughs> ouch, ouch. Poor and you, you can say whatever you want about the Cowboys. I know we suck this year. I'm over it. We weren't supposed to even beat the Steelers. They're undefeated. I'm okay with losing. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about what anyone says about the Cowboys. I genuinely care about what people feel about the Spurs. So it's tough that this is the first year we haven't made the playoffs in 20 years. So don't don't come for the best franchise in sports. Don't come at the best franchise in sports. Don't come at the Spurs like that. Thank you very much. And honestly, like I get it. Like 
Texas is or where it is when it comes to sports. But don't come at me. Don't come at anyone who is involved in Texas sports and try to talk shit about the Spurs. You can you can talk any shit that you want about the Cowboys, anything that you want about any other sport in Texas. Don't come at call to action uh-huh. in, in in Spurs shit. I'm just letting you all know ahead of time. Just Fair like, enough. regardless of Ben is here. This is the first time we've had some Spurs slander in this chat, and I'm not here for it, okay? All right, enough, Daddy. Enough with your ranting. Let's get uh, Kelsey. What's next? Yep, we have a few more (laughs) we need to get to real quick from Party J. Why do you hate sushi so much? Uh, Why do you hate sushi so much? It's overrated. It's overpriced. It's not that good. Uh, I just – and it's such a – it's such a – it's not – it's like – it's like avocados, like how avocados work. Oh, it's like it's like uh, a lifestyle. No, it's 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 raw fish. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and ask to take your California Texan ass out of this. Overrated. Yuck. Get out of here. Oh, uh, you're yeah. fucking in in New York. Get out. Is what it is, my friend. Is what it is. All right, now next. All right, another one from Austin says, Hi, Brett. Oh, wait, wrong show. I saw Ben and forgot where I was. Fair enough. Well played, well played. All right. Well played, well played. (laughs) And then we have a Streamlabs that came in from JJ Winward. It says, Real talk, I miss DJ Jelly's bad. What's your favorite Taylor Swift song? Hashtag slap the carp. Slap the carp. Slap Slap the the carp, baby. Um, uh, It's got to be... I think it's trouble. Like trouble when that when that song came out, man. Like when that that beat breaks down, it's so good. But I'm I've turned into such a Taylor Swift fan with like just like her activism and like who she is as a person. Like when she like told Apple Music, like, no, you're not gonna get my music for free for three months. You're Apple. You don't you don't need three free months. Sorry. <laughs> like that's not. Uh, it's like no, I'm good, fam. And I, I like that. It was it was pretty great. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of other Taylor Swift songs. I haven't. Uh, I liked her video for "Look What You Made Me Do." That was a great video. Did you? But that's like, did you watch the documentary on uh, on Netflix about T Swift? Is it good? It's pretty it's- good. Um, it goes through um, the twenty sixteen election, pretty much. Okay. So uh, it's interesting to see because T Swift was not political in anything that she said up until. Uh, 2016 basically very specific point in time and um that's that's kind of it's not prevalent in the doc at all like that's not the main focus of the doc but like it does have a good hour set to it yeah compared to like the five shows that she put on there so it's good miss americana is a great documentary for anyone who does who didn't listen to taylor swift growing up and who did listen to t swift growing up it's a it's a great doc overall i think especially like where i feel in political views so whatever it's fine it's fine i got time for one more question there okay to wrap it up i think i will go with this one from malcolm says what advice would you give people who want to grow their twitch slash youtube channels more it's it's tough um you really have to come at it uniquely um with whatever content you're putting out there 
And especially, you know, like I, it's tough because like I'm decent at video games, but I'm not good enough to grow from gaming alone. Cause you know, like I watch plenty of people that are just good at games cause they're good at gaming and like you want to watch someone be good at something, but then you also watch people for personalities. And so you have to figure out like, am I going at this to play, you know, whatever game I'm doing because I'm that good at it? Or am I going to, with now, especially with Twitch, like you don't have to game, you can cook, you can do exercise, you can do chats, like you can do so much on Twitch that you need to find your niche and do it. And whatever that is, like, if you're passionate about it, like people will, will come and maybe it won't be your full-time job, but it will be something you can either make money off of or be your creative outlet. And that's what's more important, honestly. Definitely. All right. Well, that is going to be the end of our show tonight. Ben, where can the folks find you? I don't know. Jake, put them up there in the chat as well. Yeah, Jake's been putting them in the chat. Twitch.tv slash the Ben Goddard. I'm streaming like quite a few nights now. Um, Patreon.com slash the Ben Goddard. I'm making a lot of changes and really excited of what I'm doing over there. Uh, YouTube, uh, we're going to be doing cocktails and casting tomorrow with me and Sabrina. Uh, we didn't do nearly enough uh, scary movies uh, in Halloween, and October was literally three days long. So um, we're going to be doing Sleepy Hollow tomorrow, and I'm really excited about that. Uh, and yeah, and I'll try and be there next Saturday. I'm still working out my schedule, but make sure you guys show up for the for the Smashathon. I'm really, really excited to be there. Should be good. Uh, all right, you can find me at KelseyKins90 on Twitter and Instagram. I also have my cosplay page, which is Miss Quinkins. So if that's your thing, check it out. Um, T Public, we've got merch. Get your chilled action shirt there. Get your mask. Wear a mask. And yeah, you'll see me here every week on live and chill, except for next week. You'll see me at the Smash Pump. Bingo. Uh, me at Paul underscore Denuzio on Twitter. You can find me uh, weekends with the action industries I produce and usually hop on for Ben and Drew shows. Got a lot of new content coming out with them, uh, different shows every every Saturday now. Uh, I'll announce those later on. Those are exciting. Uh, also, PLD Projects, my own YouTube channel. I'll be doing some, generally speaking, uh, tier rankings, maybe one tonight, depending on how late I go with some uh, other things I have to do tonight. Uh, and uh, yeah, and of course, I'm coming up next producing for Brad and Jen. It's a good time. Hop in on there. And uh, also this every week with uh, this one, this one, this one over here. I did do my head. I always do that wrong. This, this one over here. <laughs> and Danny, how are you doing? Where, where can the folks find you, Danny? That's right. You can find me on Twitter at Danny Joy, D-A-N-I-E-E-J-O-Y. Uh, you can also find me here every Sunday hanging out with my favorite co-host, Mr. Paul Denuzio on Chill the Action. Also, um, for anyone who is concerned about this political climate and all that good stuff, um, I am a member of the DSA. If you have any questions about the DSA, please come to me for all of that good, great stuff. Make sure that you like, comment, and subscribe on this video. Uh, C2A2K, all that good stuff. Please comment on this video. If you have any other questions for Ben Goddard, Put them in the comments. We will get them out to him. We will make sure that all of that good stuff is in there. And you'll get your answers to your questions, all of that. Make sure that you uh, subscribe to the channel so you can find out everything that we're in for this. Make sure that you are looking out on all of our socials for the uh, Smash... Smashathon. Smashathon. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I was waiting for that. Um <laughs> For the Smashathon coming up this uh, 14th through 15th of November, starting at 
3 p.m. Uh, uh, Pacific Standard Time. So according to everyone else, that's going to be a 24-hour stream. We cannot wait for every single one of us to be a part of this. Uh, very much in support of our very good friend, Kevin Smaz, who is dealing with colon cancer. Get yourself checked out. Males, Definitely. Females. Yes. Before you're 40, get yourself checked out. That's All it. right, guys. As always, we salute you. Love you so much. Bye. Bop, bop.